Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is sponsored by Matt Rock, our first official sponsor, and presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. I mentioned that Matt Rock is the show's first official sponsor. He became that person by joining at the $50 a month or $500 a year level, and you can do exactly the same thing at thejazzsession.com slash join. Those are the highest two membership levels, and of course you just choose one or the other. You don't have to do both. I wouldn't turn you away, but uh, you don't have to do both. But if uh, becoming a sponsor by pledging at those levels seems like a bridge too far for you, then you can join for as little as $10 a month, or if you want to get it out of the way all at once, for $110 a year, which I think is pretty inexpensive considering how much content you get and the fact that the show's been going for four and a half years, almost 300 episodes, all for free, and all of those are available for you anytime you want them at thejazzsession.com. So please, I need 100 members by the 300th show. I am 61% of the way there now, thanks to the most recent members, uh, Stephen Jorg from Om Fidelity Records, Joe Feidler, the trombonist, who will be on the show soon. The interview is already recorded. It just hasn't run yet. And also Brian Lynch, who's been on the show already. And they all became members in the last few days and pushed me over the 60 mark. So now I need 39 more members by August 11th, when the 300th show runs. So please, go to thejazzsession.com slash join and become a member today. Thanks. Speaking of thanking people, thanks to the Respect Sextet. They are online at respectsextet.com. They've got a bunch of records that are diverse and wonderful, and you should buy them. That's, that's my advice to you. They've also got a new live record coming out pretty soon, which is exciting. I think I said they're at respectsextet.com, right? Yeah, so go there and uh, buy all their music and go see them live and all that good stuff. Thanks also to Dave Rabel. He designed the show's logo and keeps it looking snazzy, and he is online at twitter.com slash Dave Vrabel, and he's, uh, he's hilarious, so I would follow him, and Vrabel is V-R-A-B-E-L. Last year or the year before, I can't quite remember, Satoko Fuji, a Japanese piano player, was on the show. I really, really dig her music, and she's incredibly prolific. Every time you talk to Satoko, you have a little handful of CDs to choose from, uh, because she's always putting out new music with new ensembles and exploring uh, interesting territory. And she and her husband and musical partner, Natsuki Tamura, came to New York to open the Undead Jazz Festival. And they played other gigs uh, in North America, too. And I had a chance to spend some time with them uh, at their hotel in New York and have a just a really wonderful conversation about the music and about taking risk and having fun. And then later that same evening, I had a chance to go to Le Poisson Rouge, which is a club in New York, more commonly known as LPR. It's where the Village Gate used to be, if you were ever at the Village Gate. And I saw their quartet, and man, <laughs> it was so good. They just destroyed that room. It was it was amazing how good they were, and I think that's because you can you can just tell when four people know each other really well, and in the case of Satoko and Natsuki, you know, two people who know each other about as well as it's possible to know another person, uh, and the chemistry between those four people was fantastic, and it's also the case I think that nobody plays trumpet like Natsuki Tamura. There's just nobody nobody else who sounds that way. And I think nobody plays piano like Satoko. And so when you put them together with uh, the incredible bass and, and drums that they had, it was really uh, quite an event, and I was super happy to be there to see it. As I said, you always have quite a few records to choose from when you're talking about these guys, and uh, now is no exception. Several records have come out in the last uh, few months. So we'll hear one from a track from the Mignon Ensemble record, and we'll hear other things throughout the show. And if you want to know what was played, as always, you can just go to thejazzsession.com, and in the show notes for this episode, uh, at the at the end of the show notes, there'll be a listing of all the tracks and which albums they come from. So here's something from Satoko Fuji, Natsuki Tamura, and the Minyo Ensemble.
My guests are Satoko Fuji and Natsuki Tamura. They are in New York and other places, but New York right now to play at Le Poisson Rouge tonight with the Mado Ensemble. And uh, welcome to both of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much uh, to interview me and interview. Thank you. <laughs> it's great to have you both. And uh, Satoko, it's great to have you for a second time on the show. Now, right in front of me right now are three records that came out this mm-hmm. year. And uh, I was just saying to you that it's very hard to keep up with how much music you make. But it's kind of wonderful because it's all, it's all so different. The two of you are involved in so many different kinds of projects. Is that what you do to keep yourself interested and engaged in the music? Yes. Well, actually, um, many people ask me, how come I can do like, you know, so different things? Like I do like solo project and sometimes, you know, big band project and they have, of course, totally different. But, uh, if I don't do solo project, I will not have inspiration for big band. So it's actually connect, link each other. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I just, you know, can feel that while I play, I mean, after I play solo, like, for example, after I play solo, I just get the um, inspiration and um, imagination to make some big band music. So for me, if I just, you know, work for big band, I probably get tired doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you think playing solo, does it clear away the distractions and let you hear the music more clearly? Is that what helps the inspiration, do you think? Or is it something else? Or do you not know? I don't know. I mean, for me, it's pretty much the same. I mean, doesn't matter the instrumentation. Mm. Yeah, it's... Oh, well, I think it's like, I like Japanese food. I like Italian food, French food. So, you know, it's like, it's like that. Right. Yeah. I just enjoy doing, you know, eating them. Sure. So, yeah. And I, I, I don't like the idea just, you know, eating Japanese food every day, three times, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, I don't know where to start, so we'll just start with the one closest to me, which is an album called Watershed by the Minyo Ensemble. Uh, can you talk about who's in this band with you? Oh, yeah. Well, Natsuki Tamura on trumpet, Curtis Hasselbring on trombone, and uh, we have Andrea Parkins on accordion, and me play piano. Can you talk about where the idea for this ensemble came about, the particular instrumentation, which is unusual? Well, I'm... Um, I have to talk about the meaning of minyo at first. Please. Yeah. Minyo means um, folk music in Japanese. And uh, I wanted to play some Japanese folk music. I mean, not like traditional folk music, much more like um, heart or uh, spirit of the minyo music. Kind of the essence yes, of it. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Many people actually tried to do that, but when they tried, they use Japanese instrument mm. and Japanese musicians, and uh, it's kind of like I mean I wouldn't say you know everything, but you know sometimes it's it sounds cheap. I mean <laughs> just using like you know Japanese scales and Japanese instrument, make remaking some um, Japanese music, which never can be better than original one. So I wanted to try getting that, that essence to my music. And uh, so I didn't care which instrumentation and I didn't care um, Japanese instrument or, you know, other instrument, anything. I just wanted to have um, Curtis and Andre for this mm-hmm. project because I knew that they do understand my concept easily. And... Uh, with my music, because, you know, I um, write some written stuff, but also, you know, I would like to get spontaneous improvisation from my players. So that's very important thing for me to get right people in the band.
It's interesting. Uh, I interviewed uh, the bassist Alexis Cuadrado, who put out an album this year that is informed by flamenco music, mm -hmm. but it is not flamenco music. Mm -hmm. And he said a very similar thing. He said, you know, the musicians I'm playing with, we're not flamenco musicians. Mm -hmm. So although we're going to take the inspiration from this music, mm -hmm. we have to speak it in our own language. Right, right. And that yeah. sounds like what you're saying. That uh -huh. the, the point is not to just recreate. Uh -huh. It's to take the inspiration from yeah, yeah. the Japanese folk music. Yeah. I think, you know, the most important thing is not just shape, something inside. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, if we just take the style or shape of that music, as I said, that's probably some cheap. Yeah, because there is some very, I mean, like, um, like I don't know, core thing, which is like um, spirit inside and uh, without that without spirit the music doesn't sound right mm -hmm. what kind of emotion does that folk music bring forth in you what what does it suggest to you well it is very interesting because i have an experience i had been studying classical music for a long time well i quit when i was 20 then i studied jazz both are like western music but i didn't have a chance to study Japanese music, which is very weird, because in Japan, uh, where I was in school, where I think, you know, that things has been changed these days, but when I was in school, uh, we didn't have a chance to study Japanese music in school, because they had only, like, I would say 5% of Japanese music in the class. Mm. So even for Japanese, Japanese music sounds very exotic. Probably you know that. Because, you know, you are in Japan, you lived in Japan. So, yes. yeah, like on TV or on radio, you always hear something like, you know, um, top 40 stuff sounds like American pops. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then like Enka and that kind of music. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like, you know, Japanese, Japanese. Right. Yeah. Well, Enka is, I think, you know, kind of Japanese pop music. Sure. But, yeah. But still, you know, um, a lot of influence from Western music. But like... Probably, I would say, just for New Year Day, we would hear like Japanese um, court music on TV, right. and they sounds very exotic. Yeah, so uh, I didn't have any chance to study Japanese music, and I got the chance to play like in eighties. I played with American musician. He said. That's very weird. You never studied Japanese music. And he actually knew much more than, he knew about Japanese music much more than I do. Mm. So I was kind of shocked and I decided to study some Japanese music. But you know, as, you know, I studied classical music, which is very academic. And uh, so I wanted to study some people's stuff. So instead of, um, studying like Japanese court music or Japanese, you know, um, very traditional formal music. I took um, minyo, which is more like people's song. And they don't have any um, like written music. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, uh, sing and sing. I, I don't just know what's oral, oral transmission. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. So um, that's actually, you know, I, I liked it when I st started studying that. But I didn't expect how much I loved that. But while I studied that music, I found uh, it's totally different from um, experience that I studied with classical, I studied classical music and jazz. And classical music and jazz, I used some part of brain. But with Mio, I just felt like um, some part of mine just um, got like vibration. Mm. I felt like um, probably it is called DNA or something. Right. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
you said the thing about the American musician said he was surprised you hadn't studied <laughs> Japanese music. But, I mean, to be fair, you know, most Americans don't, like, American jazz musicians don't learn to play bluegrass music or, <laughs> yeah, you true. know, not yeah. all Chinese people know kung fu. I mean, you know, th- th- just because you're from someplace doesn't mean right, the full right, tradition right. of that place has to uh-huh. inform uh-huh. what you do, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a, the world is small and uh-huh. everyone can do everything, right? So. Yes, yes. Um, Tamura-san, can I uh, turn to you for a minute? For me, the the kind of main component of your playing is that you're fearless, that you you use the trumpet to speak directly from inside mm-hmm. rather than just only doing what the trumpet is supposed to do. You use the trumpet to do anything that you can think of. Uh-huh. Uh, can you talk about how you became, how you began to play that way, how you freed yourself from kind of the rules, the, the box? Uh, I don't know uh, uh, when I started, studied the, song, uh, the thing. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, maybe because of Paul Bray. Mm. Uh, Satoko uh, took a lesson, took lesson the, with Paul Bray. So, and uh, she came back to uh, our house and uh, she talked. Uh, oh, today Paul said uh, blah 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 blah. I I uh, I quote the his idea. Uh, so oh, I should uh, I should have some uh, my own song and own language. So I tried. Uh, something new for me, and I played. Uh, uh, I practice and uh, almost every day. And uh, at that time, I played uh, some something uh, like a, like a children's play, <laughs> uh, like uh, not uh, ordinary sound. That that was fun, very fun. Oh, I maybe I I thought oh this is uh, I can use the on the on the stage, and uh, I used. It was very fun. <laughs> um, that, that's why I I use uh, every day. Although you use many sounds in addition to notes, you use mm-hmm. sounds, mm-hmm. but it's still all very musical. It doesn't sound just like I'm going to make random noises. You sound like you're a. You sound like you have a language, a specific mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. that is just not all notes. Some of it is sounds too. It's oh. in the language of notes and sounds. Right? Oh, thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was the idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that that's a very very great for me. Uh, you you said that mm. uh, it is it was very Im- important thing for me. Uh, extended uh, technique is uh, uh, for music. Uh, it is very important. Extended technique. For extended technique is a uh, uh, no good for me. Right. And so extended technique for music is uh, 
very important for me. Sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> does does the way you play does it make it challenging for you to find other musicians mm -hmm. who can support that sound, that way, that language? Mm -hmm. Is it harder for you, do you think, to find people because you experiment so widely? I think not so no? hard. That's good. Yeah. I think uh, it's a. Uh, I can I can play with any kind of musicians. Sure. Yeah. It's more fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight, you you two are playing with the Mado Ensemble. Yeah. Oh, and we're passing the passing the baton back to Satoko. Can you talk about that band a little? Um, Mado is kind of new band for me, but. Uh, but already we released two CDs, and we actually had recording session yesterday. Oh, great! Yeah, so the third, I hope the third one will come soon. Good. Yeah. I love the first two, so I'm oh, excited really? for the third one. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> but you know, um, so I'm now kind of tired because we had all day long. I mean, yesterday sure. recording session, and I cannot tell. That was good or not? <laughs> you know, I don't remember. I just you know play. So, but anyway, um, tell people who's in the band. Okay, um, Natsuki Tamara on trumpet, sure. and uh, Norikatsu Korea on bass, and uh, Akira Horikosh on drums, and they're all Japanese. And uh, we started uh, probably like three or four years ago, playing together. And uh, I wanted to, well, you know, it's kind of like one home, typical one home quartet. I mean, the instrumentation. Right. But again, um, I wanted to have these people, I mean, not because of bass and drums. It's because of, I mean, themselves. I mean, I hope you understood what yes. I mean. Yeah. So, um I asked them. Actually, Akira plays. I mean, the drummer plays in my big band, Tokyo Orchestra, and uh, Nor Norika uh, has been playing with me f for a long time. I mean, um, even before I came to this country, I played with him, and uh, so I asked them to play. And the reason I formed this band is because I wanted to have some band that can rehearse more because I started writing more and more hmm. which is getting more complicating stuff so we needed some um, rehearsal so and uh, as you know my band with Mark Dresser and Jim Black is a little, I mean, far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just fly to New York every yeah, time you want to practice. Right, right. <laughs> so I wanted to try, you know, um, the band with some rehearsals. Mm. Yeah. Does, uh, does each band for you represent a particular musical goal? Like yes. Um, I would say my... Quartet with uh, other Japanese with Takehara Hayakawa and Tatsuya Yoshida. I call Satoko Fuji Quartet, which is more like rock band. Mm. I call it um, my rock project. Well, that's because you know um, they play rock, <laughs> and I you know use my piece. But as I said, I you know expect their. Um, spontaneous improvisation so we ended up having kind of rock feel rock favorite and uh, flavor and uh, um, with Mark and Jim um, in good way because we cannot rehearse often in good way we can have more improvisation more like you know we can um, connect deep side I mean like um, interplay mm. so it's more like, you know, we, of course, play rhythm stuff, but um, we treat the music in different way. And with Mado, which is more like um, very framed compositions, but of course, you know, because I write many pieces with improvisation and I expect something from musicians. So, but um, with this band, 
as I said, more written stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, another CD that came out recently is the Orchestra New York CD uh, called Eto, and it has many people in it that mm-hmm. listeners of this show will know. And most of this album is a is a long suite uh, called the Eto Suite. Can you talk about that piece? Well, Eto means Chinese zodiac in Japanese, right? And we use um, Chinese zodiac, which is twelve cycle. And uh, well, as actually Natsuki just will be. 60 years old this year. And uh, 60 years old is very special in Japanese. We call it um, kanreki, which means 60 years old. Right. And kan, kan <laughs> means like cycling, and reki means like calendar. And I think that we call it kanreki because um, 12 cycle and 10 cycle. The, yeah, yeah. Right. So 12, 12 by 5 equal 10 by 6. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of um magical number. So I was interested in what is Eto. So I read a little bit about that. And, you know, as you know, all animals each year. And it's kind of interesting, you know, to see what kind of animals. You know, you probably know that we, we don't have cat. Right. I think I've heard they didn't show up the meeting. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so um, I began to, well, because, you know, this animal's character inspired me. And uh, I decided to make short piece for each animals. Well, you know, they have characters, their own character, but not just one side. Well, because um, like mouth, rat, it's very quick, but they can be, be at the same time, they can be very brave, you know, many different um, aspects. Sure. So I wanted to write music for that. And, uh, well, because we have 12 home play- players in the band, so I featured one piece for one home player. And... Uh, as soon as I started writing some music for Eto, I just was so excited because it's so interesting. I mean, you know, think about animals and getting inspiration and write music for that and getting everything together to make big suite. Yeah, so actually, even, you know, during I write music, I had so much fun. Did you try to match up the horn players with the characters of the compositions, or? Well, you know, at first, because there there is certain um, order, so I wanted to avoid um, trumpet, 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 right. that kind of stuff. Well, actually, that ended up um, one. Doubling, I mean, you know, two... Back-to-back, same instrument, right? Yeah, but uh, I tried to avoid that, and at the same time, I thought about, you know, um, I actually picture their face and uh, while I, you know, compose. So, but, yeah, so it it, it was interesting. I mean, you know, okay, 
Okay, so tiger, elari. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, kind of like you know, not just animals, also players inspired me to mm. write music. I'd like to hear both of you talk about what it's like to have a a personal relationship where you are both musicians and you play together all the time. How that affects how you play and how you compose together. Probably Natsuki should talk sure. first. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, easy for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah we. We need only one room right. for hotels. <laughs> yeah. That's not very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got together yeah. because it was cheaper in the hotels. <laughs> yeah. Very, it's very convenient. <laughs> Since you, you are together much of the time and you play together most mm-hmm. of the time, mm-hmm. how do you find ways to be fresh and to surprise each other musically? Ah, we we don't need uh, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a surprise. Uh, yeah, but uh, sometimes uh, uh, we can surprise thing. And uh, oh, uh, he played. Uh, she she played. Uh, oh, this time uh, she played. Oh, that that's that's she played. Ah, uh, okay, I. I tried this phrase. Sure. Uh, yeah. Some, of course. Sometimes uh, I get the uh, surprise thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we don't need a, no, a surprise. And uh, but uh, ah, yeah, we need a fresh, what? fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you have a shared? Musical language between the two of you. How how the same? My tongue. Sure. Either way. Uh, okay. Well, um, I think you know not just not just with him, mm. with people who I play with, we share the mu- musical language, of course, but w- we don't notice. I mean, Natsuki and I don't notice, but. Many musicians who we play together actually pointed, um, we do have, I mean, Natsuki and I share pretty much similar language. Like John Hollenbeck, who we play together, um, just three of us, and he said he was so surprised because, um, we act, react very quickly, and it seems like, you know, we share the same language. Mm. But, we didn't notice. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it happens that it's developing every day rather than yeah, and John well, just sees you in the little snapshot. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, you know, for us, it's not a special thing. So, right. Yeah. Yes, I, I can understand that. Although it's not, a, it's not a common thing either. I mean, to have two people whose lives are so intertwined, so you know, so mixed together and mm-hmm. who also make music together, they're just... There just aren't that many examples of well, it that I can think of. I think, you know, that's because we are very different. I mean, Natsuki is very different from me. So even we are together for a long time, I'm still surprised how he gets the idea and how he, you know, um, makes us things. And, uh, you know, that's so weird because we are together almost all the time. And uh, 
he knows the things that I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I know the things that he doesn't know. And uh, he was together with me right. while I got that uh, information. So when did you each right, have yeah. time to learn these new things? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we are very different. And probably that makes, but, you know, we share the same value. So probably that makes us being together and making music together at mm. the same time. Yeah. Uh, the third record that's on the table here is... Uh, Kaze, tell me about this record. Okay, Kaze means um, wind right. in English. And I think that's Lafale is French, right? Yeah. It's not English, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think it's French. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, the uh, album title is French because we um, play with two French musicians. Right. Yeah, um, they're pretty young and very interesting musicians. They live in Lille, France, and we got chance to play with them because when we toured there, um, we had like double bill gig, and I was so inspired with from their music. So, and seven years later, we got a chance to play with. Yeah, and finally we formed the band. What about their music inspired you? Well, mostly, I, I was in, in, inspired with the writing, with compositions mm. of Peter Orange, who is a drummer. And uh, as you, probably you know, I don't play other people's piece. I play mostly my piece. But that's because, you know, I'm too busy <laughs> <laughs> just doing that. But... I was so impressed with his compositions while I was in the, in the audience listening their band. And uh, because the composition ring me a lot. Um, he has, I think, um, very similar concepts that I do. And also very, well, actually, you know, I don't know, I cannot explain this. But, I, but anyway, I was so inspired. So I wanted to play his composition. Many, uh, many American jazz musicians talk about the importance of knowing the tradition of jazz. So, you know, the masters who have gone mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And you both grew up in another country yes. where the blues is not one of the uh -huh. foundation, not right, one of the right, base right. musics. Uh -huh. uh, and so I wonder what, what your opinions are on coming to jazz from another culture and whether mm -hmm. you also felt like you were mm -hmm. compelled or required to learn the tradition or whether you felt like you were free of from that it is an interesting thing <laughs> to talk about because nowadays you know there are so many things i mean so many people talk about what is jazz and they sometimes argue and uh, well i do have some experience about that I mean, like you know, um, I don't talk too much about jazz because I know I will have trouble <laughs> later. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but you know, sometimes because in Japan there are so many jazz lovers, and uh, where we play some jazz clubs, um, they expect like some jazz from sixties. Right. That's that's you know most Japanese jazz fan love. So after the show, sometimes we get complaint that they say, this is not jazz. And I got so tired about that. 
So, but anyway, we studied jazz. Natsuki and I studied jazz, and uh, all Japanese jazz musicians studied jazz. I mean, like you know, traditional jazz. And we, because as you said, blues is not our music, so we had to spend so long, so much time to study about that. I had very interesting experience because, um, as I told you, blues is not our music, so we needed time to um, use the scale, making the song like blues. And uh, it's n not just knowledge. We need to study and we needed to get uh, used to use mm. it, to make the music, get the feeling. And uh, I wrote some music based on Okinawa pentatonic and I brought to that piece to my American orchestra, New York orchestra. And it's very easy for Japanese to play, you know, music with that scale. And that sounds like Okinawa music. Sure. And uh, I explained the scale to the band bandmates in New York orchestra and uh, but they never sounded like Japanese I mean Okinawa song. I think you know that's pretty much similar with you know Japanese people blues and American people Japanese song, but that's just like you know our tradition. I think we can um, explore anything. I mean, as you said, very fast. You know, world is small, and why, why not? I mean, right. yeah, we can <laughs> play jazz. Like nowadays in Japan, we have a lot of small wrestler who who are not Japanese. Right. Yeah, and stronger, actually stronger ones are not Japanese now. And many Japanese actually complain about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember even when I lived there, like Akebono was very famous uh -huh. and he was, he's Samoan or Hawaiian or something. Yeah, Hawaiian. Yeah, yes. and uh, people were very angry that he was doing, doing so well. I remember yeah, those days. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I really don't understand because why not? I mean, right. yeah, it's not just our thing. We should share. And uh, I, I really don't, you know, I think I'm sure because, you know, Akebono is not Japanese. He needed more, I mean, he need, he, he actually worked much more than Japanese to get certain point. And uh, we cannot blame him at all. And I think we should have freedom to do anything. Yeah, and in that way, I don't think, you know, Japanese, um, I don't think it's true that Japanese people can not play jazz, you know, where only black American, you know, um, can play jazz, that kind of stuff. I don't believe that. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natsuki, mm -hmm. so, uh, someone said to me mm -hmm. that jazz, that the only thing that makes jazz is an element of danger, some kind of not knowing what is coming next. And that's all you, that's, it doesn't matter if it has the blues, it doesn't matter if it has tss, 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 tss. Uh -huh. none of that matters. Uh -huh. But there has to be some kind of danger, some kind of risk involved. Risk. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about that? I don't, I don't need risk. Uh, uh, music, is fun. That, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. For me, uh, I don't care the risk or uh, future or uh, for culture or I don't care. That's well. Well, Nesk just said. Um, he doesn't need risk in his music. But I know that he needs risk because otherwise he doesn't have fun. I mean, that's part of the thing that he wanted to have. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, well you know. because his, your playing seems to me like it is risk. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to take this trumpet and I'm going to go as far out on this tree limb, as tree branch as I can with this trumpet and see if I fall off. And that's, that, which is what I love about your playing, because you seem to constantly say, I think I can go one more step. Oh, I can go one more step. Oh, I can go one more step. And you, you keep going, mm -hmm. and you never seem to fall off. I think, to me, that's what's, that is what is exciting about the way 
you play. That's what makes it connect to me, not just in my brain, but in my heart. Because I can hear you always trying to take one more step to reach farther on the trumpet. But it doesn't mean you have to agree with me. You don't have to think I'm right. But that's just my opinion. Well, of I the think, music. you know, now we have to, <laughs> we have to talk about that. Well, sure. actually, um, because we talk a lot about that between. Sure. Yeah, and uh, we don't like the music just stay in safe area. That's kind of boring for us. And especially like, you know, well, you know, like jazz, some people improvise with their technique, and it's, it's very safe. You know, they just show what they can do, and they never failed, which is very boring for us. And, uh, we, you know, we talk about that. We try to do something that we cannot do when we take solo. Right. Yeah, and that makes music more exciting. And uh, I think, you know, that's the thing that people call risk. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, you know... Um, I can fall asleep, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I see. Ah, people said uh, that's a risk. Yeah. Uh, I said that. I said that's a fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we we should uh, probably stop just for your schedule here. So my guests are uh, Satoko Fuji and Natsuki Tamura. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to talk to you both. Thank you very oh, thank, much. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you. That's Satoko Fuji and Natsuki Tamura. Thanks very much to them for being on the show, and it was a real pleasure to meet them. You're listening to The Jazz Session, sponsored by our first official sponsor, Matt Rock, and presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of this show, which is nearly 300 episodes, this is 291, every episode is available for free online. You can stream them, you can download them, it's crazy. They're all at thejazzsession.com. Most of the recent episodes, well, all of the recent episodes, are also in iTunes, so you can do it that way. You can also subscribe using an RSS reader. I think I just ate about half that sentence. You can also subscribe using an RSS reader, is what my brain was trying to say. I'm actually, I'm not going to lie to you, I've been doing this show for four and a half years, and this is the first time ever, I think, that I have produced a show in the middle of the day on the day it was supposed to be posted, because I just I just could not get to it in the last several days. Uh, and I also just got up, so I think I have this beautiful nasal delivery that I've been trying to work on getting rid of for the last 20 years. Uh, uh, that's come back, and I really can barely talk. And I don't even drink, so it's not like I'm hungover. I'm, I just literally am not functioning all that well this morning. I think I have sunstroke. I was out in the sun on the East River Ferry for about 10 hours yesterday, and uh, I think my brain has been shriveled up into a prune. So y- you get what you get. Luckily, the interview was recorded when I wasn't, you know, half comatose. Uh, anyway, you can also follow the show on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash jazzsesh, S-E-S-H. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Jason D. Crane. And there's a Facebook fan page. Oh, God, who even cares, right? All that stuff, if you're interested, and I hope you are, and I hope you're more interested than I'm making it sound right now, uh, go to thejazzsession.com and just subscribe to all that crap. And now... Get away from this digital world and get out into the real world and take a friend and go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can. And then come back next time for another hopefully slightly more lucid introduction and episode of The Jazz Session.